critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent film. And now, here is your host, Ben Gordon. And we are on the air. Justin is confused. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Justin, Virgin Bat Evangelista. We in this bit. Say what? Okay. Okay. And in the other co-host seat, yes, seat, Hmm. Dave Burles Berlin. Good to be back, Doc. I'm sure all the listeners missed me. You know, the whole handful of yes! We've We've got to now get back the trio magic. I don't want to scare you, Dave, but me and Justin, we made a little magic. Duo magic. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, it happened. So we got we to gotta get our trio back to full capacity. And I think I know how to do that. That's by talking about the U.S. Geological Survey that was updated. No. <laughs> with oh, their vault. Oh, that's exciting. It is. Yes! It is. Yes! Because, fellas, I got to tell you, uh, they haven't updated this list since 2005. You know what? Wow. Oh, my. Yeah. And oh, I've got to jump in here and say when I saw this on the news... I was like, seriously? Hmm. I'm no geologist, but that seems like a very long time to have not updated this list. I feel like things have changed significantly in 13 years, but... Mm -hmm. Maybe they're waiting for 15. They could be. Justin, how many active volcanoes do you think are in America, United Um, States? I'm going to say under 10. 161. Okay, oh, that's off, really off. <laughs> yeah. I'm really off. Yeah, but only 18 are considered high threats. High threats. What? So our top five are Hawaii's Kilauahu, uh, Mount St. Helens, Mount Rainier, Alaska's Redoubt Volcano, and California Mount Shasta Mount Shasta. So those are our five highest threat volcanoes. The biggest discussion in this survey was about Mount Rainier and the problems it could cause considering the population of Seattle living in close vicinity to this volcano, which made me start thinking, guys, that that may be sort of scary living in Seattle knowing that. Mm. You know? You got a volcano over there? I mean... Started thinking about how scary that'd be. Then I was like, man, how scary would that be if you live beside a volcano and it started erupting? And then I thought about how scary it'd be if you lived beside a volcano, you didn't know it was a volcano, and it started erupting. Jeez. I mean, just think about that. Justin, we talked about hurricanes back in the day. You remember about a year ago, we were talking about how uh, bad it would suck. If you were back in like the 1700s and had no idea that hurricanes were existed, That's a fact. you just walked outside yeah. and all of a sudden they just manhandled you. Just, just think about that with a volcano. Hmm. Just 
Every day yeah. you walk I by. How many people in like like Washington, like Seattle, don't know it? Like there's a volcano on that mm. mountain. Oh, they definitely know. It's in it's in the background. They gotta know. If they don't know, I mean, every. Uh. But I mean, which like you think about it, you walk by this mountain every day. Like you say, this back in like the 1600s, you walk by the mountain every day. You're cruising by the mountain one day, and all of a sudden you hear a loud bang. Uh, the earth shakes. You look up and fire is raining down from the sky and you got rivers of lava coming towards you i mean i feel like Mm -hmm. that's gonna liven up your conversation when you get home to your family like hey guys you have a good day anyone notice that the world's ending outside Mm. i mean mountains (laughs) are literally turning into fire out there it is not a good thing and then if you've survived the volcano you're sitting around with your family afterwards like hey anybody have any ideas on why the world turned into for a couple of days that was really unnecessary you know what i had a turkey sandwich on wednesday before the world turned into hell normally i have a hand sandwich do you think that's what caused it should i go back to ham like you don't know you don't know switch it up switch it up after talking this through though uh, I can assure the listeners one thing. Hmm. After listening to this show, they won't be as frightened and confused as they would be if they were living beside a volcano and it erupted and they didn't know that there was a volcano there. Am I right? Thank you. For sure. <laughs> okay, I, I thought guess. so. Yes. I guess. That is the enthusiasm, fellas, right there. They may not be entertained. <laughs> But they are not going to be frightened and confused. Guys, That's are fine. you ready to fire up the show? Yes, sir. Fire it up. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Hmm. Okay. Fantastic show, guys. We've got the trio. That's right. Of course. We've got the trio back. I'm very excited about that. We back. we got to get our magic back. So I said nay to guest today. I said nay. Oh, shoot. Oh, so true. Yeah, and so we're just going some music and the fellas. That's what we're Come doing. Come on, let's do it then, man. Music and the fellas. We got great music. That's from- how it was last week. Exactly, right? And now I feel like we got to get it going with the trio. That's a fact. This week. But uh, we got some great music. We got some from uh, I the Mighty, which great band as per usual. We've got some... Mm-hmm. From uh, other uh, other great tunes on the way. What? Uh, I'm not sure. I I stumbled there because I haven't decided what I want to play yet. I'm thinking high dives. Yes! I think I'm going to go high dives. Yes! But anyway, we'll get into it once Do we it. get into the show. Uh, guys, we start where we start, which would be birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. How'd Justin do last week on these? Mm. Oh, Justin nailed them, of course. He he nailed them yeah. because Justin is you a... You know me, man. Exactly. Uh, a pop trivia master. Anyways, born on Halloween, fellas. We didn't mention that, but it is Halloween. Because this is a spooky episode. No. Nope. No, no spookiness, Justin. We do not do Why spooky. Why are you scared? Why are you scared? We do entertainment. Yes! Fun for the whole family, not what? Okay. And ghosts. What? Anyways, Halloween, 1967 in Dallas, Texas. 
That is where our birthday suit wearer was born. He moved to Miami with his mom and his stepdad, who worked at a car dealership in Miami. At a young age, he started breakdancing. Became very serious of breakdancing at 14. He also started to battle rap at that point in time. But just as he was finding his feet in those two areas, our birthday suit wearer got moved back to Texas. And at the age of 16... Became highly competitive in motocross. Sweet. He injured his ankle in motocross and decided to focus on rapping. He released an album in 1989. The single from that album was Funky Music. The title of the album was To the Extreme, but the single that everybody remembers is Ice, Ice, Baby. Yes! Oh, oh, man, come on, it's Vanilla Ice, man. Vanilla Ice, Rob Winkle. Oh, very interesting facts. Oh, yeah, I've got facts on facts, man. Uh, yeah, that that life story had me a little shook. That's right. Yeah, he's uh, he, well, yeah, he got a little bit in trouble because back in the day, he said he was uh, a Miamian through and through, and he just sort of left out the the Dallas parts and whatnot, and people were like, "Oh, he's making up his background," but he wasn't. He just sort of omitted a couple of parts, you know. Yes. But yeah, mm-hmm. dude's fifty-one. What? Wait, what? Dang. Old, old Vanilla Ice. He still tours. <laughs> he still tours too. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got That's his crazy. Uh, he's got his DIY show. That's a fact. Uh, on the DIY what? channel. He, yeah, he's got vanilla. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remodels, vanilla ice remodels, and he goes around and acts like he's a contractor. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Actually, he might be a contractor. I don't know. Nope. I don't think so though. Nope. Somebody fact check that when we get a chance. Yes! Guys, we got you. Yes, and vanilla ice. Happy birthday, man. Live it up, Mr. Happy Winkle. birthday, big 5-1. Exactly. All right. Are you fellas ready for some rip from the headlines? Let's go, man. Ooh, rip them. And now, the news. Okay, uh, Justin. Hmm. Yo, come on. Okay, Just go, wow. go through I it. Think he you was, know I'm here. Was he you asleep? know I'm delay. Okay, okay, that's fine. All right. Well, um, so the Marines. Are you closely associated with the Marines? Hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say I am. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I support them. I wouldn't say I'm closely related. Okay, Marine First Sergeant uh, Lascelles Chambers is under investigation facing a Article 32 hearing in connection with the federal indictment of three civilian department employees. So, apparently, Sergeant Chambers went to Sarah Brutus, who was a Paris Island recruit store employee, so working at the store on Paris Island. He asked her to steal some boxes of razors. Wait, what? Okay. Then Sarah said, oh, well, let me introduce you to Orlando Bison and Tommy Harrison Jr., who work at the store's warehouse. Hmm. They introduced each other, and then, for apparently two years, Bison and Harrison stole boxes of razors and gave them to Chambers. Once he received the razors, he sold the razors all across the country. It's estimated they stole $1.5 million 
worth of razors. Wow. That's a whole lot of shaving. Crap. Fellas, I did a little math. Yes! If those were replacement cartridges, that would be over 600,000 replacement razor blades that they stole if you're getting them in bulk. That's a lot of razor blades. That is, man. And the main thing... That's a really long time for for them to not even notice. The main thing I got to ask is, like, how did Sergeant Chambers land on razors? Hmm. I mean, I'm sure... (laughs) That's such a random item. I'm sure they're a pricey item, and maybe they were like, nobody will notice this if they're gone or something like that. But, like, okay, so you got a million and a half dollars worth of razors. What what are you going to do... With that, like, who are you going to sell these weird stolen goods to? Hmm. It's not like you can go to Target and be like, hey, I've got some razors, man, like the real stuff. I'm talking good ones. And the, they're like... The good, the good ones. <laughs> they're like, how many uh, How many can we buy? And, the, and he's like, 300, 400. And they're like, oh, we were thinking like 4 million. Wait, what? And normally we we don't buy them from stolen items from the Marines. But maybe, maybe next time. Nope. Maybe next time. Nope. Guys, uh, Dave, you take your yes, dog sir. for a walk a fairly good amount of the time, correct? Hmm. Pretty much every day of the week. Every day. Every day. Well, um, a lady in Rogers, Arkansas, she's pretty upset uh, following a, a dog walking incident this past uh, week. This, uh, mm-hmm. this would be Bethany Greenlee. Bethany Greenlee had let her cousins take care of her pit bull, Rome. And uh, nice. the, the cousins were taking Rome out for a walk. And when they were down yep. the sidewalk, they came across a man who was walking his chihuahua. Um, mm-hmm. Rome went over to sniff the other dog, per dog code. Um, yeah, of course. For some unexplained reason, this man walking his chihuahua took extreme offense to the sniffing. Word. Pulled out a pocket knife and stabbed Rome five wow. times. No. No way. What's the status on the dog? Rome is okay. He's in critical oh, care. Um, hmm. uh, now, Bethany says that Rome is uh, the sweetest old soul and he would never hurt anyone. Uh, Bethany said she plans on filing a police report but still has no idea who it was that stabbed Rome. So Yeah, that man needs to be arrested. Completely <laughs> bizarre that a man would decide to stab this dog, right? Yeah. But here's my question. After he stabbed the dog, did he run away? Hmm. Did he did he like pick up his chihuahua and run away? Because I gotta say, it'd be even weirder if he just stabbed the dog and then just stared at the cousins like, yeah. Or, yes. or like slowly continued his walk. Yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> just went back and to then it. Went, ran away, walked away. I mean, like, and like, what do you do? I stabbed your dog. What? Why? He sniffed my dog. I don't like when other dogs do that. Like, what? That That's again, I mean, even like in my experience, like you'll be walking your dog, and like you, Storm is like the nicest dog ever. But he's just so big that like people get scared. That's a fact. So, yeah. Like I, it's like especially pit bulls like with the stigma that they have. Yeah. So I could totally like see people like taking it way too far. But that's just freaking ridiculous. That that's insane. That's what that is. That's insane. Um, Justin. Yo yo. Despite the fact that you don't believe it, 
This show likes old people. So true. Doc G Show is all about old, old people. people bucking the trend. Bucking the trend. Justin, I've got a story coming Doing from what to the trend? Bucking it. That's right. Mother bucking <laughs> that trend. Yes! Anyway. I love yes. I love it. So from Colchester. Buck me. What? <laughs> easy there. Colchester, oh. Essex <laughs> at Milton Lodge Retirement Home. Yes. Okay. Claire Martin, the coordinator at Milton Lodge, uh, decided that she needed to get some activities going, right? Because she's the activity coordinator there. Um, she would ask residents all the time what they wanted. Hmm. And one such resident was Joan Corp, who is 89. And she'd ask Joan, hey, Joan, what kind of activity do you want? Joan wouldn't say anything. And she'd be like, Joan, what is it that you want? And Joan would respond, a man. Word. Oh, oh shoot. That's right. <laughs> Joan's looking for a little man meat. Wait, what? She asked. You should answer that call. Um, Don't worry. The call's been answered, and I'm going to explain <laughs> oh. the call. Uh, that got Claire thinking. She went online and found a company called Hunks in Trunks. And so oh Hunks in Trunks were called over to Milton Lodge Retirement Home, and these hunks in trunks that actually only had nothing but a bow tie and a small waist apron on wow. served the ladies' oh, dinner at the retirement home. Uh, now, this is, this is my favorite part. Dahl Jenkins, who is the oldest resident of the lodge at a young spry 99 yes! loved the hunks so much that she said she's requesting them back on her big 100 she's getting the hunks and trunks back she's partying oh with my us God. for 100 i like it Sweet. great and i'm sorry that we're on the radio because i wish listeners could see the pictures of this yes! it was so hilarious because these ladies loved it they did yeah. love it. And, like, there's this one where the lady's pulling the string on the guy's apron and making this, like, oh, snap face. Say what? It's pretty awesome. Yes. Old it's ladies. about to get dirty. Exactly. Old ladies should, of Milton You should Lodge. crush that party. Wait, what? We will. Let's do it. We're taking no, a trip. No, you just, just you because you, you're hairy. Well, why does that? Why does that? It will, it will, uh, it, I don't know. It'll be a weird offset. It'll be funny, though. <laughs> well, you, you, you know, all those guys are like shaving and waxed, and there's Shaved no hair and on waxed any and oiled, and then you come in with your hairy <laughs> body. Just, It'll just be a great offset. Bring in the Sasquatch and let him dance for the yeah. ladies and laugh. Bring at in me. the bear. Laugh bring at in me. the bear. <laughs> all right. The bear. Jeez. Bring it back, guys. Bring it back, Justin. Yeah. Why? Uh, I've got a an interesting robbery out of Georgia. Hmm. Oh, true? Yeah, in Norcross, Georgia. Dave, you ever been to Norcross? Hmm. No, sir. Okay, well, it's a little bit northwest of Atlanta. It's basically Atlanta. It's just, you know, you got to drive a bit. Anywho, Zach Miller walked into a Subway store in Norcross and ordered a sub. While he's waiting for them to make it, uh, he decided to jump over the counter and demand that they open the register and give him cash. Wait, what? Uh, he got about $100 from the cash register before he fled the scene. 
a couple minutes after he fled the scene, he came back again to get his sandwich. Wow. He came (laughs) back for his He left the goods. Now, I've got a couple of questions. First, why did he order the sub in the first place? Hmm. Like, was this really a spur-of-the-moment thing? was like, did Robin come to his mind after he ordered the sub? I was like, you know what? Along with the sweet onion chicken teriyaki, I could rob the store. That's a fact. That's what I could do. sweet onion chicken teriyaki. (laughs) Then once you realize, like, two minutes away from the store and you forgot your sub, don't you just chalk it up to a fallen soldier? Like, aren't you like, nah? I mean, you'll risk years of prison for your sweet onion chicken teriyaki. That is impressive. That's a fact. I mean, hats off to Zach Miller for going back. I mean, wow. He was dedicated. Yes! (laughs) Dedicated to his sub. Justin, what's the first thing you would think of if you didn't feel safe at your home? What would you do if you feel unsafe? If you felt uh, like in terms of like what like uh, like somebody trying to intruders enter my house or just, yes intruders oh uh, I don't know man fight or flight like I I feel like I want to fight but well, I I'd just, probably run just for prevention of it not necessarily oh, you think someone is intruding but to prevent someone from intruding probably grab and oh. then uh, slap the uh, the Oh and then, man! Yeah, they because because they can't run at that point. They they can't use their feet. They're run, they're out of options. They can't get out the Self house. Self defense. I, well, I have. I would. This, you could keep this tip if you want. I would. What about get, locking the doors so I would they get, can't yeah, even come in? I get a lock. I think I'm with Dave. <laughs> Maybe a security system. Um, this is what happens when you you try to come in here. You'll Justin, get your well, horn well, by Justin, my there's a guy that was right along your idea. <laughs> Um, oh, nice. <laughs> this was a 68-year-old man in Cleveland County, North Carolina. Um, an unnamed man, and after hearing this story, you'll understand why he wanted to remain unnamed. Uh, he rigged his back door so that when it opened, a shotgun went off. Wait, what? Wow, like Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. And hmm. the, uh, well... Hold your hold your for the, applause for the, for the wrong person. Hold for the your wrong applause. Person. If it was for, uh, <laughs> he um, after he made this booby trap, the man forgot about the booby trap and opened said door uh, to feed some squirrels. Wait, what? Of course. <laughs> no. Way. When he did, he was shot in the arm by the shotgun he had set up. Jeez. Uh, deputies arrived on the scene and used a tactical tourniquet and then transported him to the hospital where he's uh, surviving. Apparently, this was just one of many booby traps the man had uh, designed for his house. Wow. And uh, when asked the situation, about the situation, uh, the police captain, John Wright, said, I've never seen anything quite like this. So, this guy sort of went your route, Justin. It didn't turn out so well for him. Nope. Not, not, you got to remember where you put your booby traps. You do. Pretty important aspect of a booby trap is not to get caught in your own 
booby trap. That's like. That's n- funny though. He just wanted to sh- uh, feed some squirrels. Feed some squirrels. <laughs> like he was sitting at his dinner table, saw the squirrels, got so amped about the squirrels that he was like, "Forget the shot." Oh no, the shotgun! Oh jeez, <laughs> the squirrels did it to me again. Yes. All right, uh, guys. The last story. Um, Dave, have you ever dropped yes, off sir. items at the Goodwill? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe some clothes, something along those lines. Yeah, cl- mm-hmm. yeah always clothes, yep. Have you Old ever shoes, yep. dropped off a priceless historical newspaper? Hmm. No, I don't own any of those. Okay. Okay, well, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently that's what some lady did in southern New Jersey. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, Mike Storms, an employee at the Southern New Jersey Goodwill, and he was looking through the donations and found a framed newspaper from December 28, 1774. Jeez. Yeah, which had the classic Unite or Die slogan on it with the snake divided into uh, the colonies of the America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And That's crazy. This paper was just months before the first shots of the uh, revolution were fired. That's a fact. Uh, estimates on the paper's value, actually a lot lower than I would think, but six to sixteen thousand. Six to sixteen thousand. Uh, goodwill. Yeah, indus- I guess that's that's lower than I thought. Yeah, well, like I think it'd be in the hundreds, man. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know they made the newspapers that late. Oh, or that yeah. early, I mean. Oh, yeah. Ben Franklin, he was all over it, man. Yes! Uh, Goodwill crazy. Industries, uh, Good, Goodwill Industries hope to sell it uh, to help fund its educational and job training services. So they got some pictures nice. of the paper, and one of the best parts, almost of the whole newspaper, is, like, all they have is how uh, horrible Great Britain is. Right? It's just a bunch of propaganda about, you know, oh, this is why they're horrible and America should be its own uh, country. But all of the editorials in the paper still end with God save the king. Wait, what? Like, what? I wonder if anyone pointed this out at that time. Like, hey, you know, we're trying to, like, drop these guys as, as rulers. Maybe we can stop blessing them at the end of everything we do. We should probably do that. Like, they have it, literally. You see all of these different columns, and at the end, it's like, God save the king. Huh? What? <laughs> Why is that on here? No, it's America. We don't do that. America. America! Anyways. Guys, are you ready? Take a break. I'm pretty fatigued after of those read from the headlines. Yeah, that, that. we need a little breather. Those were some exciting water. and weird headlines very man. peculiar very peculiar this is coming from i the mighty guys a classic from last january there pretty solid this is i the mighty with pet names right here on the doc g show This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. 
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Hmm. Justin? Check out the freaking podcast, people. I've been telling y'all for weeks now. Yeah, and you know what, Justin? The persistence pays off, my man. It pays off. You know me. Shout out to our listeners in Salem, Oregon. Yeah. Nice. Honolulu, Hawaii. Aloha. Shout out to y'all. Yeah. St. Paul, Minnesota. I don't know what to say there. Shout out. Mm, uh, What's the Minnesotan accent there? Minnesota? Yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota. Queenstown. We just lost all those people. Queenstown, Maryland. (laughs) Queenstown, Maryland. Yes. Dallas, Texas. Dallas. Oh, shout out to y'all. Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines. Des Moines. Shout out to y'all. Brampton. Des Moines. Brampton, Canada. Oh, hello. Oh, crossing the border. That's right. Durango, Mexico. Oh, shit. Remedios de Escalada, Argentina. Yes. Hola. Hola. That sounds awesome. And I'm about to I'm I'm about to get the drop the mic. Here we go. Kawasaki, Japan. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. Good list this week. Thanks to all the listeners. I like it. So guys, check it out. Keep on checking it out or else. Yeah, and and be from be from different places. Yeah, <laughs> be di- be from different places. It's much more fun that way. Um, all right, you guys ready for the birthday suit? Yeah, man. Uh, how could we forget? Born on October thirty first, nineteen fifty one. That's right. In Fairmont, West Virginia. No, from a young no. age, our birthday suit. Where loved football. Sweet. He ended up going to Kent State to play defensive back. In his junior year of college, he ended up marrying Terry Constable, who was also from West Virginia. After Mountain undergrad, he, what? he went to grad school for a degree in sports management. While he was there, he was hired as a graduate assistant for the football team. He later was hired as an assistant. He coached at several schools, moving up the assistant ranks. Syracuse, Ohio State, Navy, Houston Oilers, Cleveland Cavaliers. His first head coach job was at Toledo, then Michigan State. Wait, wait, did you say he coached the Cleveland Cavaliers too? Oh, sorry. My God, not Cleveland. Cleveland just rolled off the tongue. Browns. Sorry, Browns. Okay. Cleveland Browns. Right, okay. okay. First he- Bill Belichick. No. First head coach <laughs> job was Toledo, then Michigan State, then LSU, where he won a championship in 2003. Our hmm. birthday suit wearer went on to coach at uh, the Miami Dolphins, but quickly went back to college and Saban. took over as head coach. Saban. There you go. It's Nick, Nick Saban. Saban, yes. Wait. He played college football. He did. He was a he was a defensive back at Kent State. What? Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I guess that would be uh, 1969 when he started playing there. Yeah. Hey man. Oh dang. I would have. Yeah. I would have dusted him. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, he's now got Seven six off. championships, five with Alabama yeah, he, and one with LSU. God, man, just uh, a freaking powerhouse, man. Jesus. They they are a powerhouse. Yeah. That is very true. Now, uh, who Nick else is Saban? a powerhouse? His daughter. Who, us? Wait, what? Well... <laughs> I thought you were going to say the show, Justin. Yeah, us too, but we were on the Nick Saban topic. Didn't she get in trouble in undergrad for being like just a sassy, outrageous partier or something Mm -hmm. like that? I don't know. Is is that just hearsay? Did I just? I have no idea. Okay, we have no idea. His his daughter, the the blonde one. What? I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything about the dog. Now, there you go. Well, uh, Nick, I would say party it up, but I know you won't. Nope. So have a birthday. Yes! Um, anyways. Happy, happy, happy birthday, Nick. Guys, if you recall, uh, we have a segment titled Why Weddings Suck. Yes! Um, yes. It gives us very important insight into why weddings suck. Oh. Um, as our listeners let us know... This segment by itself could be dampening our good vibes in the studio. Jeez. So, we worked for months and months on a new segment that would counterbalance our bad mojo. And we finally came up with Things That Don't Suck. Wow. An amazing title. What's this so witty. thing? So right. So simple. So genius. But, fellas... Let me introduce you to uh, Lisa Nagengost. Say what? Yeah, Lisa. What a Lisa, name. What a yeah, name. Well, I'm probably saying it wrong. So, you know. Yes. But Lisa Nagengost. Yes. Jeez. Nagengost. Okay, hurry. <laughs> uh, okay. Last week, she went to Omaha. She Omaha. lives in Tampa. Yes, that one. Uh, to see her brother and to stay with him. While he underwent spinal fusion surgery. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, dang. Uh, making the the complications uh, greater was the fact that he also has congestive heart failure. So, very oh, serious uh, surgery. So, she goes uh, to the hospital with her brother, has a good surgery. He's got home care set up when she leaves and he go, uh, she goes back to Tampa. Uh, so she makes sure he's good. She got him home. He's fine. She leaves, goes back to Tampa, right? When okay. she got back to Tampa, she had a voicemail from her brother saying that his incision looked infected and oh, his no. left leg had gone numb. Jeez. Not oh, good. Nope. So something had gone wrong with the home care as well and weren't there to give him a ride to the hospital. Girl, come on! And so she needed to find a ride to the hospital. He le- he lives on disability. He didn't have any money to pay for a cab or an Uber, and he needed help. So his sister started uh, trying to find a number to call, somebody to call. So her brother gives her the number of the social worker that helps him. Hmm. So Lisa called the social worker. Young lady answered the phone, and Lisa gave her the rundown of the whole situation. She's like, hey, my brother had surgery, uh, started getting infected, a little worried about the situation. Who can go pick him up? Yeah! The young lady said, let my manager, Jason Voss, uh, talk to you. So Jason Voss answers the phone, and he's like, Lisa, we have drivers. Let me see what I can do. I'll call you back. 
So a few minutes later, Lisa gets a call from Zach Hilmer. And Zach asked Lisa when he answered the phone how she got uh, the original number that she called. Hmm. And Lisa was like, uh, my brother gave it to me. It's it's his social worker. That's what they're there for. <laughs> and Zach was like, oh, okay. Uh, well, I'll go get your brother, uh, but I need some information. Hmm. And Lisa was a tad confused by this question, considering this was the social worker that should have all of her brother's information. All the info. Yeah. So she said, yep. uh, shouldn't you have the information for my brother? And Zach was like, um, ma'am, that's not what we do at Jimmy John's. Wait, what? Wow. <laughs> Jimmy John's. What? Lisa had accidentally called Jimmy John's instead of her brother's social worker, but Zach Hilmer, delivery driver at Jimmy John's, drove Lisa's brother's to from the house to the hospital. That's awesome. And because of Zach Helmer, he's doing just fine as we speak, fellas. Yes! Dang. Dang. I'm gonna go get Jimmy John's tomorrow just because of that. That's right. That's right. You go, Zach Helmer. What's their you go. Uh, slogan? What is it? A uh, freaky fast. Freaky fast, man. Freaky, freaky fast, fast and freaky yeah. service for serviceable, I guess, right? Yeah. Freaky, freaky fast to the to the hospital. That's, That's right. what yeah. Zach Helmer's known. That's as. awesome, man. Kudos to him. <laughs> Thank you. If you're in the, uh, give him a, an applause. Do some type of applause here. Yeah. Do it. If the <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> yeah. Do. <laughs> now we had a couple of listeners from Omaha last week. If there are those listeners out there, go to the subway managed Wait, by what? Jason Voss and shake their hand and buy a Lulu Club. Do it. No, it's Jimmy John. I know, Lulu Club. What? You At said Jimmy Subway. You said, you said Subway. What? Goodness gracious. What? Get it together. Yes. <laughs> what <did laughs> just happened? What is wrong with this? you? <laughs> I'm endorsing the wrong sandwich place. Oh, God. Jesus. We had a Subway story we, uh, earlier. Subway That's was the robbery, you're, you're but now this segment. is the justice being served at this, this uh, story. <laughs> Come on. Give me a... Give me a break. I'm not a radio host. Loser. Oh, wait, I am. No oh, breaks given. Okay, guys, let's take another break. Uh, no. We've got, yeah. Yes. We've got some good tunes. We got our bros from Strongwater and, well, bros and lady. Bro lady and bros from Strongwater. Lady bro. Lady bro. This is If I Was by Strongwater. Would you let me come and sail your seat? As a tailor, would you let me come fix all your scenes? As a lover, would you let me come and lay you down?
And we are back here on the program, the Jimmy John's program, right? Girl, come on. Right, fellas? I got it that time, am I right? Almost. Thank God. I'm almost there. Made us look like a, like a dummy. Zach Hilmer, go visit him at Jimmy John's. Lulu, in your mouth. What? Anyways, so, wow. guys, I think we got some good vibes going back there. With that good story, with the Zach Hilmer story. Yeah. That was awesome, man. Yeah. Way to go out of your way. Yeah, so I think we should go ahead and bring those good vibes back down to earth. Original segment time. Why weddings suck. Wait, what? Yes. Damn. Girl, come on. Why? Because they do. Dave's got a wedding coming Jeez. up. We gotta get him prepared. Yeah, I got um, this weekend. See? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna look for that one guy that's like sitting in the corner just like hating his life. Me. Like, yep. That's a that's, that's me. Guys, this first nugget is exactly that. And it comes from a surprising place. Brides.com. Justin, do you visit brides.com a lot? Hmm. On a freaking daily. Knew it. Yes! Well, they you probably saw this then. Seven tweets that sum up how crazy expensive weddings can be. Oh. But the second tweet out of that seven, that's the one that got me. Uh, the tweet was from Wayne Harper. And Wayne said... You guys know that no matter how beautiful or, or how expensive your wedding is, your guests will always have something to complain about. And That's Wayne brings up a valid, valid point. No matter what you do, there will be that Doc G in the corner that Dave was talking about. Yes! <laughs> he will hate everything at your wedding. It doesn't matter if you have his favorite meal. Wow. You could bring Fuddruckers on a platter. Okay, I take that back. I'd be excited about Fuddruckers. Ooh, Fuddruckers. Ex oh, exactly. The we're all about that Ruckers like Fudge. Yeah! Anyways, if you think you're getting out of inviting Doc G's. You've gone ahead and marked them all off your list, and you're like, we're not inviting that guy because he hates weddings. There will be an undercover Doc G that you do not know. Yes! You didn't even know he was there, and he's hating everything about your wedding, and he's spreading it around, too. He's like, oh, my God. Did you see that? They only have two types of mashed potatoes. Wait, what? Stupid. 
Waste of time. <laughs> Waste of time. Guys, that's why weddings suck. You'll never get rid of the invitee known as Doc G. Yes. The next reason why weddings suck. Fellas, did you know it is illegal in England to have a wedding anywhere that's not in a building with a solid permanent roof and a designated wedding license? Wait, what? Very straight. Very true, guys. Very true. So if you're thinking of getting married on a beach, no. Nope. No, that's not happening. Nope. You can forget that. You're getting married in a boring old building. Jeez. Can't get married outside. So all of those English people out there, you need a reason why weddings suck? Well, you got to get married in a building you don't want to be married in. So there you go. Take that. Like that. True. Boom. Guys, um, this next wedding story, it's a toughie for me. Hmm. And uh, let me explain why it's a toughie. Uh, okay. I like bashing weddings. Yes! Uh, if you haven't noticed, it's the reason we have this segment. That's a fact. Uh, but this story, yeah. along with... It sort of bashes weddings, but it's actually undercover millennial bashing. Oh. Yeah. And we all know I don't like millennial <laughs> yeah. bashing. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a thing that I endorse, nor the show endorses. Nope. Justin knows. It was on his first show. Yes! We do not we do not gender bias on the show. Although we do love old people. Yes! But anyways. You don't we do. Um this is an article from NBC News and it says millennials aren't getting married as early as previous generations. Hmm. But Millennials are getting married, and when they do get married, they throw huge, extravagant weddings. Word. Now, I can see that. Now, I see now that. are you ready for the millennial bashing? Here it is. Hit me with it. They accuse millennials of bankrupting the company Davils, David's Bridal. Wait, what? Because David. Dav- <laughs> Our fault. Yes, apparently because millennials are too pretentious and want a unique wedding dress that's right it's our fault that david i think that's bridal, the new thing now for real david's bridal is going out of business because of millennials no you want to know why david's bridal is going out of business because it's not a good store that's why Say it's no jimmy john's Dang. i don't know of any david's bridals that's drivers true. taking people to the hospital never heard one story like that i think they have any drivers. All, driver all kinds of serious <laughs> wedding drivers dude what? you know they call up they're like hey i need this dress and they're like i'm on it it's at your house in 10 minutes i take it back david's bridal is awesome yeah anyways this next story comes from scarymommy.com um, what? Mommy. Which I didn't oh know was a gosh. thing until I was preparing for this segment. But you know what? I'm sure the people at ScaryMommy.com feel the same way about the Doc G show. Yes! So, you know, it's even. Um, scary as heck. Apparently, there are some parents out there that are mad that there are only adult weddings. So they have weddings out there that are just adults. You can't, you can't have kids there. Word. And they're. Oh, I've, n- I've never been to one of those weddings. Yeah. And these parents are apparently upset. Word. Are you kidding me? Nope. This is your excuse well, is not cheaper. to go. Girl, come on. You don't have nope. to go. Oh, y- y- 
you're they would rather bring their loud annoying kid that's probably gonna cry and like push the flower girl and pee in a flower pot Wait, and what? embarrass you you'd rather bring that turd to a wedding Th- that turd. Then, Jeez. then just make the excuse. Oh no, it's a adults only wedding. Totally can't go because of the kids and stuff. Oh no. Nope. That's a shame. <laughs> right? It's a, it's your ticket out, guys. Scary mommy. Why would you do that? Girl, come on. Be excited about being a mom and not having to go to weddings. Anyways, guys, the uh, I think this is this is my last why weddings suck here. I think it is. Uh. Y- Show me. Yes, guys. This next reason <laughs> why weddings suck comes from Columbus Journal in uh, Columbus, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. This is Dietrich Gruen. So Dietrich Gruen is a preacher, uh, and he decided to write an opinion piece in the Columbus Journal. What's the topic of the opinion piece, you ask? Uh, well, this is an opinion on why he uh, uh, prefers to officiate funerals over weddings. Hmm. Jesus. This preacher has two pages dedicated why funerals are better better than weddings. You know what? Wow. Oh my gosh. A guy that has presided over both for years and years. And he has said, when it comes to choosing weddings over death, he says, you know what? Yep, yep, yeah, let's go weddings. What? Or Oh, Jesus, let's go death. Let's go <laughs> what is wrong with yeah, me today, guys? It's dark as heck, What's, man. It's just so dark. I've, I've made, th- is this three mistakes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three? I had, I had Jimmy John's. I screwed up on that. And there was a pretty significant screw up before this. I, I think somebody slipped something in my water here. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Probably. I, it's probably something in the Mia. I did not stick that landing nope. on my give me le- uh, weddings or give me death. Nope. I did not stick the landing, guys. Anyways. Loser. Anyways, Dietrich chose death. He said, you know what? Wedding, death, nah, I'm going to preside over death. He gives a lot of fairly good options of why it is better. I will say, he lays them out pretty well. And one of the reasons that he lays out is he's like, hey, with with uh, with funerals, people aren't expecting too much. They, they know what's coming. With a wedding, they're expecting a lot out of that guy. So I understand where he's coming from. I understand. Guys, we're going to take one more break. We're going to hear from our friends, the High Divers. This is from their new album, Chikora. Sweet. Also, speaking of the High Divers, if you're going to be in Charleston, South Carolina area for Thanksgiving, I would suggest you guys get some tickets. The High Divers and Driving and Crying will be performing. What? Yeah, Driving oh. and Crying. Crying? Yeah, man. What? They're real good. I've tried be to. There, be square. I've tried to get them on the show. They won't come on the show. Nope. Um, it, it's Dang. okay. It's okay. We have some growing, some maturing to do before we get driving and crying. But this is Weighing on My Mind by the High Divers here on the Doc G Show. Nice. Deja vu, the news just soups into some trash. 
swinging on my And we are back one more time, Justin. One more time. I won't okay, okay. I was about to say, Dave beat you to it, Justin. He just That's jumped it. right That's in it there. Right there, man. Uh, I love it. We yeah. heard just now, High Divers, once again, I got to tell you, if you're in the Charleston area, get there, man. Driving and crying the High Divers on Friday after Thanksgiving. Talk about... A joyous Thanksgiving miracle. Say My what? goodness, you guys would have one then. Guys, real quick, I've been battling uh, this zit in my eyebrow Ew. for like the oh. the past. You got an ingrown hair? I think maybe, which got me thinking about horrible locations for zits. And I have to say, the eyebrow—it's right up there for me. It's pretty high. Yeah. I th- I th- eyebrow. I think. Inside the nose. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of like somewhere really uncomfortable. The, where the lip where the lips Boom, connect. the lip line. Oh. That's what I was thinking. Those are the worst, man. That's a bad one. That's a bad one. Those two, I don't know which one beats, but I think I haven't had a lip line one in a long time, but that's a horrible one. That's a horrible yeah. one. Uh guys, are you ready for the last birthday suit? Yeah, oh, hit yes, give it to me on my lip line. Okay. This one this one's tough, Justin, and, and lip line. This one's tough. Uh, <laughs> but I you pulled out one of these before. You got this one before that I would say is in this same category, so maybe. We'll see. Bo- I will surprise you. Born on October thirty first, nineteen sixty three in San Francisco, California. Uh, our okay. birthday suit okay. wearer's grandmother is full-blooded Filipino. Sweet. That's right. Just for you, Justin. Oh, Just for that's you. Right. <laughs> okay. He's going to get this one. Our birthday suit wearer loved comedy at a young age, started stand-up while he was still in high school. He hit it big when he became a writer for the show Saturday Night Live in 1987. Wow. He had several memorable characters that he played on Saturday Night Live. Perhaps my favorite was Rick Meister, an annoying guy in the office who made nicknames for everybody at the copier. Making copies. That's you, That's you. So true. Rick Amundo. After leaving Saturday Night Live, he starred in several movies such as Benchwarmers, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Oh, this, I know who it is. Who is it? It's uh, it's dude. I was actually surprised that this guy was Filipino too. 
Doesn't look a lick of it, but Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider oh. is correct. Yeah, man. Yeah. Group hug in the shower tonight. <laughs> uh, Rob. No? I, I'm a pretty big fan of Rob. Deuce Bigelow's an He's awesome, good. awesome movie. Yeah. Find that one hilarious. Benchwarmers is pretty awesome, too, but he's he doesn't play a great role in Benchwarmers. It's just a small role. It's just a very small role, but very, it's just, I don't know. It, it has that same effect. Of course it does, and I I loved a lot of his uh, his characters on Saturday Night Live. Rick Meister, yes! great nicknames. Yes, that is me. I do love making nicknames. It's true. Lame. But Rob, enjoy your birthday. Fifty. Fifty five. The big double nickel. Nice. nice. He's right up there with Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right up there with him. He's a small guy, though. He's pretty teeny, you know. Uh, does that go? Does that run? Are are people large in the Philippines, Justin? Or no, small? dude. Honestly, like, <laughs> if if I, I I'm I'm like considered pretty tall for a Filipino. You, you and that's not saying much because I'm like five seven. Justin, they don't five eight on a good day. Justin, they don't know. The listeners don't know. You mean six seven? Yeah, you could. You could have made up any height you wanted, Justin. All right, um, I'm seven, uh, seven two. That's right. He's right. He's right up there with me, Stephen Adams, who is seven feet tall. That's so, right. That's right. Are, did you dress up as Stephen Adams today? Don't I you? should have, man. No, I you should, should have bought a freaking jersey, loser. Yeah, just buy a jersey. I should. Well, I mean, that's that's going all out for a costume, considering the last no, like five years I haven't bought anything. So. Just come on, just do it. It's tough. Do it. It's it see, that's another reason I did not want it to be Halloween. Along with Justin scaring me, there would be peer pressure for me to be Stephen Adams. Yes. No, wow. the peer pressure. Not going to cave into you it, win. guys. You freaking win. But we have some awesome shows. I'm lining up some guests now that we're back in the trifecta groove. The radio tra oh, yeah. is back. Guys, I can't wait. We've got wow. some good shows. I've got a couple. I've got one up my sleeve for the old Thanksgiving Day special. My goodness. Nice. It's going to be Ooh. good. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I can raise the bar all the way to the black smo uh, Blackberry Smoke level of last year, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Getting close. I'm going to try, guys. It'll be a hard show. Okay, so, uh, okay. But we will be back next week, same time. Same host. It's going to be the Doc G Show. Maybe Jimmy John's. We'll see how it goes. Hmm. Um, Give me a gargantuan. Oh, a gargantuan. Yes. Look at him go. My goodness. One co-host. All the meats. Over there with all the meats. Oh, yeah. It would be Justin. I want it all. Virgin Bat. Evangelista. Goodbye, listeners, for now. Ta-ta. In the other co-host seat, it is none other than Dave Burles. Berlin. Hope you guys are okay with lettuce wraps. Oh, <laughs> cutting the carbs. Cutting because the we're carbs. wrapping it up here. We're wrapping Yo, it up. Oh, nice one. Wrapping it up here on the Doc G Show. Until next time, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah. That was a weird one. <laughs>